Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to Turf Show Times, the podcast. I'm Kenneth Arthur, and the Rams are in the Super Bowl for the fifth time in franchise history, the second time under Sean McVay, the fourth time since 1999, and are just one win away from their first Super Bowl championship in the city of Los Angeles if they can beat the Cincinnati Bengals on February 13th at SoFi Stadium at home in Los Angeles. Uh, it could be the perfect storybook ending. And that is what owner Stan Kroenke and general manager Les Snead and Sean McVay uh, have been hoping to write that story uh, for five plus years, you know, in, in some cases. So the Rams are potentially just now one uh, game away from doing that and becoming Super Bowl champions for Super Bowl 56. And there is such a focus on Los Angeles. There is such a focus on SoFi Stadium and the people in SoFi Stadium. And I am uh, honored today to be joined by not just a Rams super fan, uh, but also you may know him from Saturday Night Live, where he, he was on from 2010 to 2016, did a bunch of episodes. You probably know him from that. Taryn Killam, thank you for joining Turf Show Times. Thank you for having me, Kenneth. Happy to be here. Happy to be going to the Super Bowl in a week and changes time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's about a week and changes. It's uh, just uh, right around the corner. Then there's a lot of events going on. And so are you going to any of the events between now and then? Um, I, I would assume so. Yeah, I, I think so. I'm not going to make it down to the convention center. Um but I'll certainly be doing some some early pregame tailgate stuff. Uh, I'll be I'll be at SoFi on game day. Um, I can't believe it. I can and I can't. You know, I, it, it 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 shouldn't be surprising because, as you sort of said in your introduction, this is everything that the team has been working towards. Uh, you know, not that not that every team isn't working towards this, but McVeigh mm -hmm. specifically has been quite vocal about saying. I'm, one of my favorite quotes of his is, "If I can't get Aaron Donald a Super Bowl, then shame on me." Um, and <laughs> yeah. all the all the you know the biggest trade in the off season, the biggest trades during the season. So you know it, they're all in for sure, and uh, and it's paid off. So it's it's so exciting to be a Rams fan right now. Yeah, you're right. It's um, it's exciting, and it's also the the all in is uh, something that people are talking about because I think a lot of people, uh, that typically it seems year after year, I, the Eagles always come up for me when I think about those uh, examples where people go like, oh, they're trying to buy a championship or they're trying to do the uh, all star method or whatever. Um, and this may be one of those cases where uh, the Rams did go out and get a lot of big names and. Uh, put together a team that is now just, again, one win away. Um, but as far as uh, getting back to the Rams uh, on the fan side of things, I'm curious, um, you 
aren't just a Rams fan, you know, I, I would say you're a Rams super fan and, you know, you've got, uh, it's right up there in your Twitter bio of, and definitely everybody go out there and follow, uh, Taryn on Twitter, um, Taryn Killam, K I L L A M. And, uh, I, I just, uh, would say you're a super fan. Um, and you also spent most of your formative years in big bear, which I find really fascinating. Uh, can you talk a little bit about just sort of, um, what football NFL options were available uh, to you uh, among the teams and uh, when you started rooting for the Rams? Yeah, I've, I've been, I've been a football fan my whole life. Um, For 22 years of that life, we had no team at all. Um, You know, I I would say like in, in my early days. So I, I was born here in Los Angeles and we lived down in the South Bay, which is sort of like uh, it's south of LAX, little like beach communities there. We lived there till I was seven. And then, like you said, we moved to Big Bear and Big Bear very much had a sort of Friday Night Lights identity. Big uh, football culture was huge in Big Bear. Um, our next door neighbors, the Mazers, were obsessive 49ers fans. And so it was and, and then and then down the street was a family uh, named the Proctors. They were big Green Bay fans. <laughs> so, you know, football's always been a huge part of my life. But as I as I turned from a boy into a man, <laughs> um, maybe possibly still in process, uh, <laughs> I, I really had no home team of my own. But I always I always assumed um that Los Angeles would get a team again in my lifetime. And I kind of just made this vow, like pretty early on, I would say in college, I just knew that if, and when LA got their own football team again, I was going to go all in because I love being from Southern California. I love my connection to Los Angeles. I love my connection to the game of football. Um, And that's what being a Rams fan really represents when, when it was announced, they were the team coming back. Um, is when I sort of, you know, uh, uh, pushed all my chips into the center of the table, so to speak. Yeah. And I've been a season ticket holder ever since they got back, um, four or five years at the Coliseum. Um, I forget, you know, it was supposed to be two at SoFi by this, by this point, but obviously, uh, no fans in, and that, that just sort of adds to the sort of spectacularness of getting to the Super Bowl. You know, we had, uh, we were, we were the home team in the NFC championship. We get to stay in the same stadium, our home stadium, the newest stadium, the greatest sports stadium in the world right now for, in my opinion, the best halftime Super Bowl show of all time <laughs> featuring predominantly Los Angeles natives. Um, it just, it's, it's perfect. You know, it's, yeah. it's perfect. And so um, what started as sort of quite honestly, just a very personal connection to kind of my roots and my upbringing and wanting to feel connected to where I came from has really kind of turned into this like contest winning fantasy of like <laughs> of having your cake and eating it too, and getting a second cake. Yeah. It's almost, yeah. You know, it's putting it that way. It's almost seems like, God, oh, it's so much because there are, there are franchises uh, quite a few of them that that don't uh, haven't had anywhere near this success, and the Rams are able to for the second time, really, because the Rams won a Super Bowl in St. Louis in their fifth season uh, of being the St. Louis Rams, and now they're in their fifth season of being the Los Angeles Rams again, and on the uh, precipice of doing that again. Uh, actually, when they moved from Cleveland to Los Angeles in 1946, they won the uh, NFL championship in their sixth season. So, um, very good record. We're in our sweet spot. Yeah, it is. the It's the sweet spot. 
uh, they got to figure out the uh, the rest of the spots maybe after this. Sure. Uh, game. Yeah, yeah. Don't leave again. Yeah, yeah. Stick Don't around. Don't leave again in fifteen to twenty years. <laughs> uh, well, that's a great segue to my next question, and and you mentioned it too when you're when you were talking, which is, um, I think what like what's really great is you know the Rams should convert people around the, the, the city, the, the state, the country, the world, or, you know, to, to Rams fans, um, by being successful and being, um, in a place where a lot of people didn't have an allegiance before, um, or at least a really strong allegiance, as you said, 22 years. And so, uh, what is your take as somebody who's a season ticket holder, uh, for all this time, um, and you've, you've been in SoFi and, and you've, heard all the stories that people are talking about with the 49ers and, and the amount of fans at home. Uh, what is your take on the trajectory of the Rams fan base uh, at, moving forward based on what you know already? Well, I mean, I, I certainly have faith that it will only continue to grow. Um, the NFL itself as, as a, as an organized professional sport business is not what it was in 1994 when they left, you know, that's not to say it wasn't successful, but it was by no means the like, you know, behemoth conglomerate that NFL is. I, I really feel strongly that the NFL is kind of has usurped baseball as America's sport. I, I really do believe that just in, in, in popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But LA is tricky because it's a transplant city. It really is like, me being from Los Angeles is the rarity here. And so you're dealing with the fact that people are coming here from other cities to live here, work here, dream here, and they're going to bring their allegiance to the team they grew up with, which makes sense. And then you're also dealing with the fact that we just haven't had a team here in, in over two decades um, as the sport has grown as you know, I think I think that there's a lot of like um, the way that tech has affected the NFL's growth through things like the mm-hmm. Madden NFL game, and that's growing popularity, and the way that that reaches out to younger generations, and fantasy football, and the way that you get to learn, you know, players from from around the league and from different conferences and different teams, um, the 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 interactivity of being a football fan ha- has grown as all things have in this sort of tech boom that we're living in. Um, so I I think it's undoubted, you know, it's a foregone conclusion that, that, that the Rams family will grow. Was I shocked that, you know, we were outnumbered week 18 against the 49ers? Of course not. Like the 49ers are an incredible team, an incredible dynasty. They have, you know, more Lombardi trophies than almost anybody else. Uh, Also their driving distance. We're in the (laughs) same state. Like there's so much that makes sense about it. Um, and, you know, I, I, I love cheering my team on and booing another team. Um, but there's, there's an element of, of fan fanship or fandomness of, you know, either, either, um, you know, kind of poo-pooing new fans or poo-pooing fair weather fans or what, you know, and yeah, it's like, listen, if someone's saying they're on your side, don't, <laughs> don't scare them off. Right. You know what I mean? Don't like right. penalize them. You know, we, 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 you want anybody rooting for you. Even if it's, even if it's somebody who's rooting for a different team last week, if they're here making noise for, for our defense on third down, then I'm, I'm a happy customer. 
Absolutely. And I mean, and now that we're uh, at the Super Bowl, uh, you know, people all over the country, they're, they're either rooting for or against the Rams. And, uh, you know, some of those people are definitely rooting for Matthew Stafford and um, the Rams. And I think like, I love that take because I agree 100%. When you look at it logically, why wouldn't the 49ers outnumber the Rams at this stage, at this juncture? The 49ers have been in San Francisco, won a ton of Super Bowls over many decades. The Rams uh, just got back to Los Angeles. They've got, you know, some reparations to do with fans in St. Louis. They've got some uh, greetings to do with fans in uh, Los Angeles. So uh, I think that's absolutely correct. Logically, it just makes um, a lot of sense. With the Super Bowl uh, here, I'm curious your take on pressure and performing in front of uh, high pressure situations, because I think it's interesting that we don't talk so much about the fact that not only do players have to play and do the game well, but they have to do it in front of millions of people. You know, the pressure of making that play when you know millions of people are watching, of not going on tilt if you make a mistake of, uh, you know, playing in front of a hundred million people in the Super Bowl, you know, not a lot of these Rams were in that Super Bowl in 2018. And there's going to be a lot of guys playing on this biggest stage for the first time, including Stafford, including OBJ. So uh, I'm curious as a guy who uh, had a high pressure situation, you know, you've, you've auditioned for SNL, which I think that my heart would just explode in my chest <laughs> and, uh, and obviously, you know, presumably nailed it. And you got there and you performed in a lot of, in front of millions of people, a lot of times, what advice do you think you would have for anybody uh, in those sort of nervous before a high pressure situation in front of so many people? Well, I, I honestly, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, that maybe not a lot of the current roster was, was in that same Super Bowl, but we do have players who have played in Super Bowl. We, you know, we true, have Von true. Miller. And I think, I think what's most important is that we have a coach who was just there four years ago. And yeah. I think that, I think that McVay coaches and his team plays the best when he's playing for revenge. And I, I think that <laughs> our playoff game against the 49ers was a perfect example of, of that revenge for, the amount of fans that showed up at SoFi, the amount of noise they made, and and probably most importantly, revenge for robbing him of his perfect record of never losing when he was up at the half. Yeah, um, I think that I think that we actually do have experience um, in many ways uh, to our advantage for the Super Bowl. One, just playing in this space playing in this time zone, mm -hmm. um, playing in a big game with a coach who has been there recently, you know, you can't, you can't count out Joe cool. Cause obviously like kids got nerves of steel and it's so impressive and I can't wait to watch him play. Mm -hmm. but I just, I just do think our team is, is more prepared for that. We know what the space looks like. We know what the space sounds like. So yes, it's a super bowl. And yes, I'm sure psychologically, players, coaches, everybody has the ability to psych themselves out, but we have this great sort of muscle memory, you know, all of our, all of our team are going to wake up in their bed and they're going to commute the same route. They've commuted every day for practice and for every home game, mm -hmm. they're going to be in their locker room, you know, like they don't, <laughs> it's yeah, their it's locker. They, they've got, they've got their, you know, chewed up gum on the bottom of the shelf waiting for them. So, um, I think of course, I think of course, expectations, pressure that's going to happen, but that's, that's what makes champions. Right. And so, yeah. 
Um, in terms of any advice of adv any advice I would give is you, you just got to focus on technique. You just got to give over to sort of the, the physical space, get out of your head as much as you can yeah. get out of your superstitions, wherever you possibly can, because, you know, you made it here. You're, you're national, you're the NFC conference champions, you're a Super Bowl team and and just play the way you've been playing play the way that Stafford's been playing in this postseason and and there's no way we can lose yeah I'll uh, I'll jump off of that then I want to get your thoughts on Matthew Stafford I I, I listened uh, uh, to you already on the downtown Rams podcast and Freddie will listen to this I'm not I'm not I, I encourage you go go watch it on YouTube um, or listen to it on a podcast app please uh, and you talked already there about your uh, relationship to Matthew Stafford. And, you know, you even tweeted recently after the NFC championship, Hey, I was wrong about Matthew Stafford. And I know yeah. you've talked about that already. I'm just, I am curious uh, how much you, um, uh, we all felt that uh, nervousness when, the, when certain interceptions came or the Jaquiski tart throw, as you said, but then Stafford also brings this element of bringing you to the brink of disaster. And then in the fourth quarter or at the end of the game, uh, seemingly uh, taking it all back. Uh, how would you describe from an in-person stadium perspective as well, uh, sort of the Stafford experience throughout this postseason? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, well, throughout the postseason, it's been a, it's a completely different story. Like, True. like I would liken it to like, <laughs> I would liken it to being a child of divorce, you know, uh -huh. And you loved your dad. And in this case, your dad was golf, but, but dad was not <laughs> making mom happy. And mom is McVeigh. And now mommy has a new, <laughs> has a new lover <laughs> oh, and here comes Stafford. And so for me personally, I I'm just grateful to golf and the story of drafting him number one and him coming in, in the Fisher era, and then him really stepping up and, and him leading us to a super bowl, you know, like he, the, the amount of amazing things that golf did for the team I think far outweigh the, the, the negative. I just think that, you know, who knows what was happening behind closed doors. And I think it, it was not trending towards growth, unfortunately, yeah. but I really like golf. I still like golf. And so I definitely had my arms crossed, but I have a ton of Detroit lions fans who that swore to me, like, you're going to love Stafford. It's so fun watching him play. He's so great. And so I had an open mind, but it's, it's just objective reality that the guy was given 14 points away. What felt like every other game. Now I know it was probably only more like four or five games, but that's a lot of games to <laughs> give up points early on, which he was doing semi-consistently. And it was really disheartening. And when you've already got an ax to grind, like I did of like, you know, you're not my real dad. <laughs> um, it was, it, it was tricky. And, and listen, you know, I'm a fan of the Rams and I think that there will be players and personalities that I admire and, and am drawn to. And then there'll be personalities and players that I'm, that I'm turned off by, but I'm always for the team. And what Stafford has done in this postseason is stepped up and played his freaking heart out and done amazing things for this team. And so I'm, I'm grateful to him. I am impressed by him and I am glad to eat my hat um you know at this time of the year better better <laughs> this way than having an amazing season and 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 crapping out at you know yeah. in the playoffs yeah that would have been very um 
tough uh, for, uh, especially if, if the Rams hadn't pulled out against the Bucks, um, going out into the season on that note, if, if Tom Brady had come back and completed the comeback, certainly would have left a different uh, taste in the mouth than these last uh, five quarters or last uh, game in one play uh, yep. later. Um, so I'll jump off that as well. Uh, you were, you know, you, you mentioned that Rams chiefs game in 2018, that you were there and it was uh, one of the reasons you, you, you had such an affection for golf and the Rams offense around golf, you know, obviously scoring 54 points and uh, winning a game of that magnitude uh, and excitement would do so now that you've uh, also experienced an NFC championship win over the 49ers, where do you rank uh, that this most recent game, uh, in your all time, like games attended, um, uh, now that, uh, there's been another one added to the list. Yeah. You know, it's it. I mean, just comparing to those two games specifically, the experience of being at the Coliseum Monday night football Rams versus chiefs last second change, not of just venues, but of countries. It was, it was supposed to be played mm. in Mexico city. And because of a Shakira concert, the field huh. was too beaten up. So they had to move it last second. So suddenly you're getting to see a game that I wasn't supposed to see, you know, if things had gone to plan and, and the energy of that game, the turnovers, the, the touchdown after touchdown, the high, it was just such a high octane game. It was just non-stop. And now this most recent game was certainly more emotionally charged, right? Because there was more on the line. It was do or die. It was against someone who's, who has beaten our team six times in a row. Um, so it was emotionally charged, but as a game itself, you know, there were moments that were sloppy. There were, there were just as many um, mm -hmm. accidents that helped the game uh -huh. as, as there were achievements. If, if that makes sense, it, you know, yeah. tarts tarts, almost interception is a great example, which I didn't even fully see. I saw, I saw it fly into his hands and drop to the floor. <laughs> I literally like, dropped to my knees, like, Oh no, not again. And my wife had to like <laughs> wake me back up and go, he dropped it. He dropped it. He dropped it. It's okay. He dropped it. Um, <laughs> But, you know, this was, this ended up, we ended up winning by a field goal and yeah. it was neck and neck and we were losing at the half. So it certainly didn't, it certainly did not have that same electricity that that Monday night game did, but the feeling afterwards yeah. is, is so much more euphoric just because, you know, we will be playing a Super Bowl game against a you know new and unproven team which is exciting and i and i don't doubt you know their their ability has been proved a million times yeah. over that's how you get to the super bowl but we just have every advantage in our favor you know what i mean it really does feel like ours to lose and and the experience of being in la in inglewood at you know the former site of hollywood racetrack which i used to go to you know to like either bet on horses or go to like really weird concerts that they had like sort of like um the you know there'd be like 20 different mini stages set up at the hollywood racetrack and you could kind of wander from show to show um so it's just it's just so cool that it's happened this way it, it yeah. is really it does feel too good to be true so i am i'm just gonna like soak it up and i'm just gonna enjoy it and say we earned it we're here we deserve it and this is our super bowl to win yeah, and I don't know uh, where the Super Bowl uh, is next year, but it just wouldn't have been the, the same if, if the Rams went next year instead of exactly. this year. 
So yeah, it's, it's right here. It's all for, and man, just thinking of it, you know, you mentioned the Bengals a couple of times and Joey B and it's, uh, and it's hard not to root for a team like that. And yeah, I agree for a guy like that. I, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I <laughs> fully agree with you, but it's Rams house. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, uh, and it's, so it's such a wide open field. These playoffs have been so crazy. It's, you know, it's, it's Joey B instead of uh, Patrick Mahomes or, or Josh I Allen. Know. And it's Matthew Stafford got through an NFC playoffs that had Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, And yep. it's uh, it's so wild. Uh, what, who was um, your favorite Rams player you think to watch this season? Um, maybe, maybe we can pull from a category a star and maybe a category B like uh, less heralded player. Great. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to deny that this has been Cooper Cooper cup season, you know, yeah. every time you think like, okay, that was the last catch of the game. They're going to be all over him. Now he, he finds another way he's, he's it's, it's phenomenal. Like it, it's mine. It's, it's mind bottling as Will Ferrell <laughs> said in Anchorman. Um, <laughs> But it, but it is shocking just like how frequently he is able to get open, how frequently he creates separation, the, his route running, his speed, how, how, how often he's getting yards after the catch. It's, mm-hmm. it's just been, it just is everything that everybody's been saying. That being said, you know, there is no athlete like Aaron Donald. There yeah. just isn't. And, and he has sort of more this, you know, slightly more thankless role. Like when Cooper cup really does his job. Well, he's getting incredible touchdowns and running down the field when Aaron Donald really does his job. Well, yes, it's a sack, but more often than not, it's him taking on two or three guys to open up opportunity for, you know, Leonard Floyd, Greg Gaines, Von Miller. Um, just AD is AD is my guy. He's, I just think like I, every game that I go to, I, I am completely aware of the privilege of watching one of the greatest pro athlete football players in the history of the league yeah. playing for our team. Um, it is not lost on me. Um, you know, I said, Greg Gaines, I think like he's mm-hmm. definitely been a big hero. People have come down a little bit on Troy reader, mm-hmm. but I think, I think, uh, Troy readers actually had a great season. I've been really impressed with him. It's amazing how he stepped up and started wearing the green dot and he's calling out, you know, plays for the defense out there. Um, but I think, I think like, uh, if, if I had to be like, you know, uh, award the surprise hero of the season for me, it goes to Powell just because I have always wanted to <laughs> since LA has come back you know since the Rams have come back to LA I've wanted to watch you know a, a punt return for a touchdown and it just has not happened and when he returned that uh you know I think what it was it his first game it was either his first or second game yeah very early I, and I, and he's just been amazing and it and it wasn't a fluke you know what I mean yeah he keeps doing it he keeps getting us great field position so I want to do a special shout out to Powell that was that was a great acquisition yeah, I, I think uh, I love the the reader pick because yeah, he has been the focus sometimes of uh, consternation among uh, the, the at least the Turf Show time comments sometimes, and uh, uh, yet at the same time, I just read something on uh, Football Outsiders about how he was so uh, helpful against the run against the 49ers. and yeah, um, yeah, I love that because uh, it's not it's not a common pick, and I think like yeah, you you make a good point there. And Powell, you know, it's uh, absolutely you know those are plays that. 
so exciting and yet so hard to repeat these days. And when you have yeah. a guy that can do it, yeah. Like, wow. How did this guy get float around the league? He couldn't even get, you know, a, a, a solid punt returning job with someone. This is shocking. I know. Um, I know. Fi- uh, finally, last note, I'm just curious, you know, I, I, like I said, um, big fan of your work on, on Saturday night live and in comedy as well in general, outside of that realm. Uh, and also we're talking about the NFL. We're talking about football. Um, you do a very funny Tim Tebow on Saturday night live. <laughs> uh, you did it when Eli Manning was the guest as well on SNL. I'm curious, um, if you have any interesting takes on what that what working with like say athlete hosts is like on snl uh because there are quite a few um and, and getting into the head mindset of uh, playing tim tebow what that's like <laughs> um you know I, I i like my own personal take on on tebow is like i never want to mock anybody's faith i never want to mock anyone for being devout because i think that you know people's faith helps them to be a better person. Um, but at the same time, he just was like shoving it in our face. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just, right. It became more of his identity than his actual like gameplay. Um, and the first time we did it was like, uh, it was around Christmas and um, Jimmy Fallon was supposed to play Jesus, mm-hmm. but uh, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon was like the best host to have around Christmas because there's no bigger fan of SNL than Jimmy Fallon. And he mm. just knows how to make it a party. He would just always make those holiday shows a party. And I loved having him host those episodes, but he really wanted to end, end up on the ice rink, like do the good nights from the ice rink. And that, that takes a lot of effort. You have to get cameras down there. You have to get the cast and crew down there within a short commercial break. Um, so the compromise was that Sudeikis would play Jesus uh, and the Tim Tebow sketch would be the last of the night. And then me and Sudeikis and everybody in that sketch had to quickly change and then race down in an elevator to be on the ice for good nights. And it was just one of those, you know, live TV thrilling moments, which was, which is so fun that you, that you just cannot experience anywhere else. Um, so that's definitely like encapsulated in, in Amber for me that moment, but with, with, with athlete hosts, you know, you, you give them, you it's, it's our job as a cast and, and Lauren does a great job of this, of, you know, the host is really our guest, right? It's our job to make them look good and to take care of them. Um, and with an athlete, you know, that being a performer, isn't there, they're, they're a different kind of performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes you're surprised like Peyton Manning, obviously one of the funniest hosts I think, and really in on the joke. Um, but there's definitely like, um, there are weeks where you go, if you have Jimmy Fallon coming back, you go, okay, I can take it easy this week, or I won't have to do as much heavy lifting. And then if it, if there's an athlete, then you go, okay, that's more on me to really help this person shine. Um, yeah, but yeah, but that's that again, that's another wonderful aspect of that job is that you're meeting people from film, television, music, sports, uh, politics, you know, um, it's really this incredible sort of crossroads, uh, arena of meeting, you know, the, the people who are the best at what they do, or, or at least the most popular. Um, so it was, it was really cool. It was, it was an honor to, to hang with Eli Manning. Cause that game against the Patriots, that, that catch on the helmet, like, I'll never forget that moment. I'll never forget watching at home that Super Bowl win. Yeah. Um, just unbelievable. And that's, that's, 
one of the many, many things I love about football is that it can, it can change the, the energy, the pace, the momentum of a game can change in, in the blink of an eye, you know, Tart can drop an interception yeah. or <laughs> cup can catch a pass and run it for a 40 yard touchdown. It's just the, the, um, the opportunity for game making plays, uh, is more frequent than, than any other sport, I think. Yeah, that's a great point. I hadn't thought of it that uh, that way. Um, and uh, if the Rams win the Super Bowl, I think I would strongly endorse maybe a Dante Dion or a Greg Gaines hosting SNL. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, that. <laughs> I think you want a OBJ in there. He's he's got. Oh the yeah, game. I could see. He's I could see OBJ power. being a great host. That would be yeah. That's a great call. You know, bring him back to to New York and uh, do SNL. That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. This was awesome. Thank you so much uh, for Thank coming you, on the show. Uh, you can follow Taryn on Twitter at Taryn Killam. Uh, Taryn, anything else you'd like to plug or where people can find you? Um, it, on Instagram, it's Tarzan No Z spelled out because that's how I tell people to spell my name. It's oh. Tarzan. And then the word no, and then the letter Z. Um, and yeah, Instagram is usually where I post a lot of my uh, impassioned takes on on all things Rams. And uh, and you know, I'll I'll see you all there February thirteenth. I'll be the one screaming my head off the most. <laughs> Fantastic! Thank you so much uh, for coming on the show, and thank you for listening out there. Uh, please subscribe Turf Show Times on any of your podcast apps, and we will be back next week with another preview episode of Super Bowl 56 Rams versus Bengals.